And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show. Monday through Friday. On the Athletic Podcast Network. I do have a take. Point of contention. KD could be a head coach. I could be a head coach. Shut up. <laughs> Such a no offense, but Boogie's bark is very unintimidating. I, I want to rob. It's just I want to rob your place now. He heard a door open. Like that's all it is. Like, and by the way, as he is so worried about the safety of everything that he's still laying on the couch. It's like a lazy bark. Yeah, it's not. You know, you have those yippy dogs where you don't. Yeah, you could take them, but you wouldn't want. They'd bite at your ankles. I have no confidence he'll do anything based on that oh, bark. Oh my just god, he would do nothing. He would do absolutely nothing. He would go with the person. Oh, I guess you're my new owner now. <laughs> All right. <Here> we <clears throat> Welcome to Point of Contention. Five subjects, five minutes, five points of contention. Coming up on the show, we got Kawhi Leonard drama. We got LeBron James news. We've got scheduling updates. And we say goodbye to a legend of the NBA lore. Welcome to Point of Contention. I'm Zach Harper, the host of POC. Jade Hoy is producing in this corner. He's a Bay Area legend. He's the author of two best-selling books about the Warriors, Marcus Thompson. Marcus, how's the weather in the Bay Area right now? The weather where I am is always incredible because I bring the weather. If it is sunny, then I'm the chill. If it is cold, then I bring the heat. So wherever I am is its own ecosystem. You feel me, Ethan? Are you? Is this like a slowed down pro wrestling pro? Are you an X Men? What? What should happen there? <laughs> I mean, I've I've been in a storm or two. Ah, 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 like that. All right. And in this corner, Bay Area suburban legend, author of the Victory Machine, Ethan Strauss. Ethan, can you verify Marcus's weather weather report? <laughs> That, that he controls the weather? Yes. <laughs> I'm starting to be concerned. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, he's, got, he's gotten quite powerful. What could I say? Is that what happens when you get your third contract with the Athletic? Because they give you the power to control the weather? <laughs> hey, man. These tech overlords. They've got some, uh, they've got some influence. <laughs> they know what they're doing. Jade, start the yeah. clock. Take one. Kawhi, the king. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George reportedly received perks from Steve Ballmer's Clippers that resulted in a lack of buy-in from other teammates. According to Yovan Buha of The Athletic, the hard-nosed competitive culture the team had built from 2017 to 2019, predicated on their all-for-one ethos, was undone in a matter of months because... Kawhi and PG were treated differently. Here are some of those things. There were personal security guards and trainers, control of the team's practice and travel schedule, uh, control over personal playing time, later post-game media time slots. I can attest to that one. Uh, Leonard being allowed to live in San Diego and not uh, not up here in Los <laughs> Angeles, which that's a wild commute, Kawhi. That is crazy to me. Uh, Marcus, I'm, I'm trying here, but what exactly is wrong with this, if anything? You know, nothing really except for 
these dudes just clearly did not respect they walked in onto a playoff team, right? I mean, it was clearly like, yo, Pat Bev and Lou Will and Montrez had built something and they brought those guys in. You've got to come in with some humility. I'm sorry. You've got to come in with, okay, I appreciate what you guys have done. Like, you know, I'm, I'm here partly because you guys have built this. And these dudes just said, all right, now the real players are here. <laughs> like, like we're, you guys are done. Like, it's our show now. I don't think that's – it's clear why it fell apart. It's clear why these dudes are talking and saying it about these guys because they felt disrespected. You just can't walk in and, like, yo, and, and piss on what they built. You got to be a part of it. Even even uh, when Steve Kerr came to the Warriors, he kept Mark Jackson's slogan, just us. At some point, you got to respect what was built, and they didn't do that, and they should know better. Is it my turn to talk? Is, is, is that yeah, I mean, Ethan, if you want to jump in there. <laughs> okay, I mean, okay, if you feel up to it, it, you know, I mean, do no, I need to bring I, I good weather your way? I, like, I, I, I didn't know if I, I was to be teed up or if I was to jump in, but I will say – uh, I'm reminded of the phrase that poison is determined by the dose. You know, a little bit of salt on your steak is good. An entire pillar eh, will poison you. And so a lot of these things, I think, uh, in a vacuum or in isolation, something like having your own trainer that the other players don't have, it's okay. It's just the cumulative effect of it. I mean, really, the metaphor for it just might be Kawhi living in San Diego County. Uh, you want to live in, I don't know, Santa Barbara, Montecito, that's okay. You want to live in Orange County? No, oh, that's fine. You want to live all the way in San Diego County? Uh, that might be too much. That, that, that might be too much right there, even if it's North San Diego County. And by the way, I'm glad that we're getting some awareness to the East Coast that San Diego is not right next to LA. It's actually a three-hour drive with the traffic. Be that uh, as three, it may. Uh, three, is a, three is dramatic. We're talking like a good two hours. If you drive like me, it might be three. <laughs> be that as it may. I think the main issue might be not so much that Kawhi Leonard was getting preferential treatment, but that Paul George got escalated to the Kawhi tier. That seems to have resulted in a lot of resentment. That Kawhi, whatever you think about him, A, people think he's a little bit weird. So you get weird immunity. You get weird guy leeway. I don't mean that in an offensive way. I think we all know that he's a different dude, that he's top five different dudes. Um, Paul George doesn't have that rep. And Paul George doesn't have those rings. And Paul George doesn't have a finals MVP. And so I think the other players who are pretty good themselves saw Paul George getting that treatment. And that seems to have resulted in some angst. I, I do think this is a this is an issue of leadership. And Kawhi Leonard was the one who was supposed to walk in the room and figure out what was needed to get the most out of his teammates. He didn't do that. And he's never had to do it. In San Antonio, he wasn't that guy. In Toronto, Kyle Lowry was that guy. And the Clippers needed him to be that guy. Instead, it was a crazy dude from Chicago, right? Like Pat Beverly had to be that guy. And he's just not, that's not who he is. So you can't just walk into locker rooms and mold them to your own like will unless you actually shape the locker room like LeBron, right? <laughs> like, unless you yeah. you actually GM the locker room and got your guys in there. They didn't do that. They went into a team that was in the playoffs and basically disrespected every everybody who was in there. It was like, this is yeah. my team now. You got to be a leader. And I think that's what Kawhi has to do now. He has to be yeah. able to lead. Yeah, that's a great point with LeBron. I mean, you'd rather have a dictatorship than anarchy, right? 
And LeBron, I mean, he might have his flaws as a leader on occasion. He might do some things that are Machiavellian. He might trade the entire roster if he doesn't like it. But he is the guy. He is yeah, he's a leader. the king. And he keeps his guys involved. He does the occasional buy everybody on the team something or do a movie night. He does that. It is important. It keeps everybody feeling as though they're part of a thing. It just seems like this Clipper situation was so mercenary and that Kawhi was using his power and his leverage to build a situation where he never had to do anything he didn't want to do, which, I mean, all the power to him, he was great enough to get it, but it doesn't seem like it was necessarily the best thing for the Clippers in the short term. Marcus, um, before we move on to the next subject, are these demands like any different than what Ethan requests from the Athletic? (laughs) I will say, I will say, um, Ethan essentially just moved to San Diego, like the Bay Area. Person, right? like, that, that's number one. He definitely has his own security. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, it's the only part he doesn't have is his, is his old trainers. Like he kind of, but you know, he, yeah, but got, he might get back got, into uh, running soon. Remember when he used to run? Yeah, yeah, I mean, he, he does his own thing. That's what I'm saying. He doesn't have, a, like, a separate trainer. He does his own thing. So, I mean, pretty much he's Kawhi without the cornrows. <laughs> Yet. Yet. Yet, right? All right. Yeah, we haven't seen of... each other in person. We <laughs> yeah, haven't done exactly. Yeah, you don't, you don't know, know what's been happening in the pandemic. All right. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Take two. LeBron James is sounding pretty confident that the Lakers' offseason moves will put them possession, in position to repeat as title champs. LeBron, who appeared on a recent episode of Road Trippin', the podcast with Richard Jefferson, Ali Clifton, and Channing Fry, said, we can repeat. I mean, it's that simple. He was uh, sipping hey, tequila. Nah, nah, nah. Hold on. Why are we acting like this ain't his show? He appeared <laughs> like they let him on. Like, it's his show. You know what hey, I'm <laughs> I know Ali was in the middle. <laughs> Richard was off to the off to the right. LeBron was off to the left, and Channing Fry sort of looked like a hostage on a video uh, as he was on a Zoom call somewhere. Uh, hmm. But LeBron wasn't front and center, Marcus. I mean, because he owns the those thing. guys will talk back to him, like they will actually razz him. I mean, Richard Jefferson definitely will. Channing Fry obviously has no no you worries about is? that. It's, it's the, the the Pat he McAfee owns dynamic the show. Where they'll they'll kiss his ass, but they'll also razz him. It's that that kind of athlete dynamic. It works. It's a good it's a good mix. It's a good product. Well, well speaking of owning the show, Marcus, he also now owns a two year contract extension, as reported Ooh. by Sean Starania of the Athletic, for I think two years, eighty five, eighty six million dollars, something in that range, that will take him through the twenty twenty two twenty twenty three season. So, Ethan, do you believe with LeBron? Are we looking at a potential dynasty in the making? Maybe um, it's possible. Strong I, take. I don't think, I, it's the only take that there is. I, I, I wish I could give those first take style takes that those those Skip Bayless. Uh, I didn't think, but now I think that he's gonna win the next eight titles. I, I I don't necessarily think that. I do think the opportunity is there because it seems like the Western Conference uh, has lost a lot of top level team talent. Um, so he, I think what's happening is he's just surveying the scene. He's looking around and there don't seem to be, uh, challengers that are all that scary right now to the Lakers. Uh, the Clippers, the vaunted Clippers 
aforementioned seem to have a lot of chemistry issues. The Rockets used to be formidable. They are not formidable anymore. The Warriors are sort of in a rebuilding phase, and I don't think they're really considered a title contender. So, yeah, it seems like you might even take the Lakers against the field, and once you get into multiples, yeah, it could be a, it could be a dynasty. But I just want to say, um, it's just a, LeBron James, man, uh, regardless of what he does, just getting paid through you know, past age 40, this is the most remarkable NBA career to have had so much hype as a high schooler and then completely lived up to it, winning all the championships and then extending the career into his 40s. Uh, he has more than validated uh, those early 2000s uh, SI stories or that early 2000s SI cover. Sorry, Ethan. I don't know if you know, but he's lost six NBA Finals. Maybe you should catch up. Oh, with so okay. never mind. Yeah, never, I, never I think that's what we need to remember. That. <laughs> the craziest part, Ethan, is that he's still underpaid. Like, yes, that's, that's the how you still underpaid, making forty a year. <laughs> yeah. That's the loudest part. Uh, I'm going to actually answer the question. I like my uh, co-host over here. Oh, look at that little shot! Look at that little shot right there. There is there is a potential dynasty brewing here. The, the potential was the uncertainty, right? You, you can't maybe a potential. Does someone maybe have potential? No, they either have potential or they don't. There is potential here for a dynasty because, A, you have LeBron, you have Anthony Davis. So there can be, in a sense, a changing of the guard if we ever see decline in LeBron, which, you know, doesn't look like that's happening soon. But also, we saw this offseason, the Lakers will be able to get players. And when you're in this mix for a title, like team players flock to you. Uh, they get players who otherwise wouldn't go there. We saw this happen with the Warriors. You can keep buffering your roster, keep making sure there's talent around if you're willing to, if you're able to get players at lesser value. So who knows when it's time for another star piece to move. The Lakers look like a destination. That's how you build this thing out for three to five years. And they've already got one chip in the books. I see it would be great if this whole Lakers-Nets thing grew into something and we get LeBron and KD in the finals again at the top. That would be that would be pretty epic. That's what they need. They need a rival in order to be a real dynasty. Right now they don't have one, but but one can come in the next in the next year or two. Um, Ethan, it, as Shamshrania noted, that this could uh, take him up until the season when Bronny Jr. would be done with high school. And should there be a change in the one-and-done rule to allow high schoolers into the league, we might see him set up. Is is Bronny, Bronny and LeBron tandem, like a King Griffey Jr., King Griffey Sr. tandem, in our future? Or, or, or uh, another strong take from you out of the gate with possibly, or I'll be real. I don't care. Is is it okay that I don't care? That's a better take. I, I, I I respect that other people care. It's at least a take. Yeah. I I respect that other people care. I understand why other people care. If I were LeBron James, I would certainly care, but it is one of those human interest stories and I'm a robot and I, I'm not high empathy and I, I would just, maybe I would go, oh yeah, that's pretty cool. And they're on the same team and that that's cool for him, but I would just turn my attention to whatever team would probably win the championship that year and, and was playing the best basketball. And it just wouldn't necessarily be something that that I care about, and it, it, it's just where I'm at. I just don't. I don't so care. So hold much. on, you're a father. You have a son. 
You will yeah. not be at all moved by a father and a son playing Someday, together? Someday, you know, House of Strauss is hosted by, by you and your son. And you're not going to think that that's a moment? Yeah, for us, I, I don't <laughs> expect that other people care about it, right? That's what I'm saying. I think it's good. It, it, there's it's a universal human connection that you, you, you can – there's a link here that you can feel and bond with, right? There's there's this experience that you share with LeBron and fatherhood. That does nothing for you? Nothing. I've always felt this way. Whenever announcers are going crazy that there are two brothers on the same team or this family connection, every single shot of – uh, Del Curry and Sonia Curry and the, the the whole thing it just does it does nothing for me it does nothing for me it's just where I'm at I don't have a wow. I don't have a good reason for it so the I time, know other people secretly time, feel the way I feel though all there are three, other people out there who are all terrible three people. holiday brothers were on the court together and you felt nothing not a thing nothing. not a thing not an wow. iota uh <laughs> wow Steph and Always. his brother clashed in the Western Conference Finals with yeah you don't feel anything about crowd, that and you felt nothing that was okay. That was, oh, that was that okay. Was okay. That, that had oh, some that little Giants okay. vibes. That had some little Giants vibes, so okay. that was kind of interesting. That was okay. Um, but yeah, for the most part, it's just not something. It's not. Why are you watching Little Giants if you don't have these feelings? That's a great question. That's a great question. <laughs> Unfortunately, we don't have time for an they, answer. They, they you think we gotta go to take it. three? Ho ho ho! Merry Christmas! All right, we've got some news out of uh, out of. One, we have Shamsrania leaking the opening night schedule. I know we're getting Lakers Clippers. What else are we getting? We're getting we're getting something else. Can't remember what the other game is. Warriors Nets. Scroll. <laughs> Warriors good Nets. podcasting right here. And you get Warriors Nets, right? Basketball. Oh, Warriors Nets. That's right. Warriors Nets in Brooklyn. Hopefully KD plays. Um, but we get Warriors Nets opening night. We get Lakers Clippers opening night. And then ESPN somehow found a way to report. The ESPN slate of games on Christmas Day, <laughs> in which we get Pelicans Heat, then Warriors Bucks, then Nets Celtics, Mavs Lakers, and Clippers Nuggets. Marcus, let's decode this. What are they highlighting here with this Christmas Day schedule? They're highlighting that TNT has all the clout. Is that what we're going with? <laughs> TNT's got the big games. That's what we wanted to see, which is weird. I don't know why. I would much rather watch. Warriors Nets on Christmas Day. If you're going to do yeah. it, if you're going to make them travel, put that game on Christmas Day. Christmas is the showcase day. That's that's why we're playing, right? That's what we're here for. Otherwise, it would be King Day. So it's weird that on the biggest day of the year, the one that was worth $500 million, that they put Warriors Bucks and Lakers Mavericks. That just shows you, like, yo, TNT was like, yeah, Playboy, nah. We take it the games we want. We're the Marlowe on the block, and they got the big games for opening the night. Uh, those were those were Ernie Johnson's exact words, actually. I think um, <laughs> I I, uh, I I think the main message I'm getting is that the NBA said to the Miami Heat, uh, "Yeah, we we uh, you're you're not we don't care if you're the defending uh, you know finals team out of the East. Uh, we don't think you move the needle." Uh, we did not like the viewership from the finals, and we sure as hell weren't going to blame LeBron and the Lakers. We blame you. We don't know how to market you through this weird thing where you've got these good players, and some of them are young, and then you've got this star in Jimmy Butler, but he's older, and we're going to stick you at 12 p.m. Eastern, pretty much the, the early morning.
morning on the West Coast against the Pelicans on Christmas and totally de-emphasize you. So I think if I were a Heat fan, I would certainly notice that the NBA did not exactly have big, big plans for my particular team. And they did have big plans for Luca. Yeah, he's wow. the star. Luca's yes, the star. we've read they the tea Luca. leaves. We've read the I mean, tea leaves. The what tea the leaves, they put in a giant neon sign, Ethan. They said, Luca's the guy. <laughs> Luca yeah. versus LeBron in the prime slot. Yeah, man. there we go. Passing the, the like, torch. Yeah. Hmm? Hey, and, and uh, our, our ratings expert over here said, uh, European white guys don't hit in America. What? Uh-oh. What? Yeah, but, Luca. but I, I, I was trying to think. I said that. Yeah, it's true. I think I was disproven <laughs> because those uh, Luca games were doing better than a lot of the other games in the playoffs, which was also a trend. God damn it. I shouldn't have told you that. Yeah. <laughs> you used it against me. The whites are I'm at it sure again. Did, Ethan. They love them some white guys. <laughs> Euro or not. Shouldn't have, to- shouldn't have told you that that detail about Luca moving the needle, but the NBA has certainly noticed. But they're giving Giannis another chance. I mean, that's something else that uh, I was noticing as far as the scheduling is concerned in the playoffs is that the NBA had kind of given up on the Bucks drawing eyeballs. And maybe this is one more shot. You know, we're setting you up against the Warriors on Christmas. We're, ge- we're going to see how this works. We're going to see how this works, Bucks. We're going to see if America finally cares about you. They know That's what- the other thing I'm reading from the scheduling. Yeah, they know what they're doing here, too, with the whole, ooh, we honest against the Warriors thing, right? Yeah, like, yeah I mean, not, it's not about the Bucks. No, it's, it's not about the Bucks. <laughs> Even though nobody's really, I think... Uh, uh, talking about Giannis going to the Warriors and the other teams are getting more buzz on it. I, I feel like the NBA is, is, is the NBA is holding out right. Like yeah. So next time, Bucks fans, you want to get at us for acting like we made this up out of nowhere? Just direct some of that towards Adam Silver, who's literally playing with you right now. <laughs> I feel like if Adam Silver hears about a deal sending Giannis to the Raptors, he's going to find some sort of technicality for why it can't happen. <laughs> he's going to say, no, sorry, there's a border issue right now with Toronto. We can't yeah. do it. It's not. It um, any cross the any chance that Kyrie plays in this game in Boston? I know there are no fans, but is there any chance or are we getting a, a, uh, a DNP? Oh, man, my shoulder hurts or something. Hmm. Hope he plays. Come on. I, I kind of ah, forgot game about that. Two, game, was that second game? Second, second game, season. man. Low management. Like, with KD? <laughs> Come on. He's got to play. He's got to play. How, Does like, he? For what reason would he not play? Pettiness? Because think about yeah. it. Early on, yeah. you don't know if that thing's clicking or not. You're, they're not going to be at, you know, at, at, at full strength just in terms of maximizing everything. And you're going to go into Boston? and potentially embarrass yourself and get smoked on Christmas day. Nah, mm, that is a, that is prime that, for a load management. God, they could really, it would be fascinating to see how the NBA handles it. If Kyrie doesn't play that game and Katie doesn't play the Warriors game, yeah. it would be really interesting to see, uh, to think, see how that's all handled. You think Katie and Kyrie give a damn about your ratings? No, I don't think so. No, I don't no, think that's going to no. happen. Probably the opposite. <laughs> <huh>? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, speaking of making money, take four. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. 
Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. It's gotta be the shoes. Under Armour announced Monday the launch of the Curry brand with NBA star Steph Curry, a longtime Under Armour athlete, in a bid to reach younger consumers and compete with Nike and its Jordan brand, uh, as as Ethan Strauss once took down Nike with an article on on Steph Curry and the Under Armour pitch, uh, we know that the this new struck back. <laughs> the Empire struck back. We know the new line, which launches on CurryBrand.com this week, features shoes and clothes for a number of sports, including basketball and golf. Over time, the brand's going to expand to more categories, including running and women's performance. Basketball footwear will be available on December 11th in time for holiday gift giving. So, Ethan. Yay or nay by this massive move from Under Armour? I mean, it's good for Under Armour. It seems like they're trying to solidify the relationship. Uh, I think Marcus and I can both speak to how it has been shaky between Steph and Under Armour um, in the post-KD Warriors reality. Um, Obviously, there were tensions between him and Kevin Plank. Uh, Tensions over Steph having his own logo and where to have Steph's logo on the shoe, for instance, that was a, a an issue, and there were a ton of other issues on top of it. So I just look at it as solidifying the relationship with Steph and Under Armour. Maybe they can get back on the right track, but it does seem like the introduction of KD into the Warriors, while great for the Warriors, uh, more or less made that relationship uh, unravel and cause it to lose momentum. And the absolute pinnacle of Steph and Under Armour and everything else was whatever the day before the uh, Chef Curry shoes came out in the 2016 finals. Marcus, what do you think of this? This is, we haven't seen many brands, you know, go, go just strictly players. Obviously Jordan brand is, is the big one, but if you are trying to reach kids, I'm told that kids wear curries. I don't know if that's true, but that's what I'm told. Anytime someone is defending the Curry brand and the Curry shoe. It's actually pretty true. I look, I wasn't, if I had my vote, I wouldn't have. If I was advising Curry, I wouldn't have done this. Uh, because even if, even if he sells shoes to kids, that moment stops the moment he stops playing basketball, right? And if I were him, I'd be advising him to think about the ability to sell shoes after his career. And kids just won't be buying Under Armour for a guy that's not playing. And I just felt like they should have they should have moved on somewhere else. But with what he's done with his brand, like I get it, and it makes sense for Steph because he's 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 essentially transitioning. He has the ability to transition into a new realm when he's done playing, and it's it's actually hella smart to take over golf as Tiger Woods is fading. Right it, there, there is a void in the golf space for a little bit of swag. Uh, and everybody was rocking Tiger Woods wear when he was hot, but dude is old. He maybe has one major left in him, and at some point he's going to fade out, and Steph is in position to step in and dress all of the, you know, young, hip golfers. I think that's actually 
a pretty smart move for him to do that. Uh, it made me change a little bit what I thought he should do. Uh, if he's thinking about a post career, what is he going to do? Cause it's clear you should be able to do this after your career. If you're not, you're not doing it right. And I think he set himself up a way to do this after his career. Do we think he's going to try to be a pro golfer after his career? I don't think he's good enough. Nah, he's I, not I, that good. But all right, just but like, you can get on those <laughs> senior tours, right? Yeah. You can get involved I mean, in the I mean, pro ams. Like, they, they uh, like, what is Under Armour doing with golf? If he dedicated, but hold on. He's like, he's, he's great. He's a great golfer for a regular person, right? Not, not nearly a pro, but yeah. if he dedicated his time, it, like after like age 36 or whatever he plays to, right? And he just decides like, all right, I'm going full on pro golfer. Like, you don't think he could maybe like he like the, he can cover that gap? It's but possible I like, don't understand that. golf at all. Yeah, nah, he could do it. But what's he getting for doing that? Like, oh, okay, now you're eleven. Just, be, just because he can't, just because he's he's a crazy person. But is, it, it, I think it's a little analogous to Steve Nash. Like Steve Nash was great at soccer and very impressive. If you saw him play at that New York charity game that he did, but there's a big gap between Steve Nash and actual elite pro soccer. Players. Right, but does and, golf require anal- or athleticism that soccer would require? Uh, I think it requires just a skill set that you can't necessarily um, just give oneself. And uh, there's a lot of technology and uh, involved in how guys are getting better. Guys are able to drive the ball now, just incredible, crazy distances. Um, Steph's short game is better than his long game, which is kind of interesting. It's like the inversion of his, of his basketball game. But um, yeah, I look, I, I'm not totally confident about, about his ability or inability, but that's that's generally what I've heard. I've, I've generally heard no, you know, from people who know he, he probably couldn't do it, or at least not to the level of just regularly uh, being on your TV on on the golf course. He would be a mediocre golf player. That's what he would be doing. He would be given all he has to be average. Right to be, or yeah. probably even It'd below be a that. A little bit Michael, be, a little Michael Jordan baseball vibes. Yeah, there, there's no real point in that for him. But I do think there's one major impediment that uh, for why he won't spend his time that way, and it's Riley Curry. Like Steph's gonna want to hmm. be with his daughter and his family, who's like will be a teenager and going to college, and God knows what opportunity she'll have. She she's got star written all over her. From what I know of Steph, he's going to want to be there. He's not going to want to jump into another career that pulls him away from his family all the time. Yeah, I don't know, man. You're home for a little bit. Realize, I think what right. we're getting at, you, you've got, you, you feel a certain way about golf is what we're getting at right here with this conversation. I know. If anything, I feel a certain way about Steph Curry and his, and his <laughs> determination of what he can do. And I think that this brand is more about becoming a golf brand than anything. Mm. They oh, should I agree with that one thousand percent, but just not. I mean, isn't it better for the illusion anyway? Like, man, if Steph were to mm. commit himself, so he's just doing pro he do He's just doing pro yeah, Like, he, wow, man, look at how good he, he is. He can do it. He can go pro. Yeah, he can do it. That's much better than doing it, not being good at it, right, or failing like that. Just keep the illusion alive. That's all. Play a couple yeah. pro ams. Hit, hit, hit a seventy four here and there. You know, some sponsor exemption. And keep keep it alive. Sell some gear. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Under Armour should have jumped on it right now during this whole pandemic. People are golfing. They're golfing right now. It's something that you can do. And so 
They should have had some slick ads. I know they have golf apparel. I don't think they did. did they make golf stuff. I I don't I don't know. But they, <laughs> they should have just jumped on this and really seized the opportunity. And I have not. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is in some sort of golf themed commercial for State Farm. Uh, we need more of that from Steph, unless it exists, and I just haven't seen it. Right. But I if mean, it doesn't exist, they need it to exist. Golf is something that uh, people people focus on once they retire. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Discover the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. David Yerman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yerman begins in New York City with David, a sculptor, and his wife, Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful design objects to wear. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son, Evan, continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless, modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and Cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. Speaking of retiring, take five! Noah, mm. Noah, Noah, farewell, Noah. I don't know about this place, man. I just stayed in my hotel room, man. Every time I look out my window, it's, it's pretty depressing out here, man. It's bad. It's bad. So you don't, you're not going out? No. No going out in Cleveland, man. It's all factories. Do you regret anything that you said about Cleveland? Not at all. You like it? You think Cleveland's cool? I mean, I never heard anybody say, I'm going to Cleveland on vacation. What's so good about Cleveland? Have you ever been booed as much in your life? Yeah. I was booed a lot. My whole life I've been booed. College, I was getting booed a lot. Boston, they don't like me over there. And uh, they don't like me over here either. It's okay. I have my friends. I don't care. Into the into the uh, picture, these two going at it. No one's watching them, and he now starts to enjoy it. <laughs> That's my guy. That's why he's my favorite player. You got to give credit when credit is due, and uh, Miami's a hell of a team. 
they're Hollywood as hell, but they're still very good. So you got to give credit when credit is due. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just tough to be in this position right now. What was this Hollywood as hell? Yes, they are Hollywood, but they're very good at the same time. Picture. These two going at it. Noah's watching them, and he now starts to enjoy it. <laughs> you like it? You think Cleveland's cool? I mean, I never heard anybody say I'm going to Cleveland on vacation. What's so good about Cleveland? I was booed a lot. My whole life I've been booed. College, I was getting booed a lot. According to ESPN, the Los Angeles Clippers will waive the two-time All-Star center, Joakim Noah, signaling a likely end to his 13-year NBA career. His agent, Bill Duffy, told ESPN, best years were obviously with the Bulls, one of the league's best and most versatile defenders, two-time All-Star, three-time All-Defense, league's defensive player of the year winner in the 2013-2014 season. In earning All-NBA uh, as well, Noah averaged 12.6 points, 11.3 rebounds, 5.4 assists, 1.5 blocks, 1.2 steals. Uh, also, one of the most different guys in league history. Uh, what's your favorite moment of joking Noah in his career, Marcus? I liked him going at LeBron in Cleveland. Like, I, I really uh, – I don't know if you – what was it? it? Had to be like 20, 2009, 2010, maybe. Remember when uh, LeBron was with the Cavs, yeah. and you know, the, the, they were the no no was on the Bulls, and there was like the little rivalry they had. You know, uh, Derrick Rose and Noah was like not backing down from the key. He was talking head. He was arguing with him, like he just stood up to LeBron in a way that was you know none of his Hollywood as hell. Was the quote I remember? That, he said that about the Heat, right? Yeah, I, it started when they when he was with the Bulls and LeBron was with the Cavs, and Noah was talking trash to LeBron from the bench. And I was like, "Y'all like this this dude with the, with the good hair? Talk, like, I like him." Shit, he gangster. talked shit about Cleveland. Remember? Oh yeah, he did. Right? Like, yeah, like Cleveland. Everyone's like, "Oh yeah, we I'm going to Cleveland." Yeah, <laughs> dude. Like yeah, I like that dude. He's a gangster. Wait, he called. He, yeah, he called. He called the Heat Hollywood as hell. Did Joakim Noah break LeBron to the Lakers like eight years mm, early? Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, that that sort of thing with Cleveland. It's it's this weird thing where you can be funny with while just being really direct. You know, he's not saying anything clever, but there's something hilarious about him just up there on the podium saying Cleveland really sucks. Just nobody talks that way. Nobody <laughs> nobody says that. It's sort of out of bounds to take shots at cities unless you're Phil Jackson tweaking the city of Sacramento in the oblique ways that he did. Um, my favorite Noah moment, I think, is a recent one. I like uh, the Devin Booker double team situation. It was just so that guy. It was just so Noah to be a pest in that way and to break the spirit 
of the uh, early run, uh, get better, everybody, to effectively troll Devin Booker. And so I think that's 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 probably my favorite one. I think that's my favorite Noah. Yeah, I really appreciated how he shot a jumper like you would two-hand throw a Frisbee. <laughs> that's what that always looked like to me. Um, I, You know me, I love me some trash talkers. So for, for Noah to be that guy, Marcus, that was just always willing to go at the best – well, um, you know what I also I loved when it. he would clap when when the Heat players were arguing. With oh, each other he would love he went, to clap would, in someone's face. Oh, he would yeah. clap at them. We while clapped they were at Mario Chalmers' face. I remember, like, <laughs> like, what are you bullying Mario, Mario I think Chalmers? As LeBron man. and Dwayne Wade were screaming at Chalmers because he screwed something up. <laughs> no, it was a savage though, man. First off, he wasn't little, right? So he could be the big yeah. man. But like, I mean, the dude's what? His dad was a tennis player, right? His dad was a tennis yeah. player and his mom was a model? Like, he might be the most gangster son of a tennis player of all time. Like, this he dude was in ready. Soho, I think. Yeah, he, he wasn't scared at all. I love that about him. He was never scared. Never scared and uh, and big proponent of weed, which I appreciated. Mm-hmm. I, think, I, think he's, I think he's helped the league soften some stances on that. Um, and it's amazing. I'll just say this. It's amazing. Noah didn't have more suspensions in his career, right? For maybe a guy who so outwardly maybe, loved maybe. weed. Like, it's not like it was a secret. Like, he was very upfront about it. I, I, I sometimes wonder if it becomes part of your persona and you can't really – now it's just an act. I've always wondered, what if Cypress Hill's just tired of weed? The effect wore off. They're not that into it. But they Hey, that's what happened to now. Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker gave up weed, lost his whole career. Yeah, it's a problem. Noah's like, Instagram handle is stickity13. <laughs> Would Snoop still be an A-list that celebrity? Just he's a Spider-Man he, fan, right? Oh, that's what that means. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> <laughs> Would Snoop still be an A-list celebrity if he gave up weed a decade ago or 15 years ago? No. Because I think that's it becomes how, part of your thing. Yeah, I think that's how he became friends with Martha Stewart. Yeah, it becomes part of your thing. You can't give it up. It's uh, It becomes part of your cachet. And so maybe Noah was a big fraud. Maybe he didn't like weed at all. Wow. Uh, that would be rather fascinating. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. borderline offensive. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, 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 that's unbelievable. That's wild, what a hor- yeah. <laughs> just a harsh accusation to throw out there. You're calling Marcus. Joaquin Noah I would a have a lot of respect for such a – I, I would have I would have respect for it, you know, for that level of a ruse. That would be that, that would be uh, that would be pretty impressive, I think. But but you're not impressed by a father and son plan. Wow. No, not really, not really. What if it? What if LeBron gets the the one and done rule changed to allow high schoolers in just so he can play with his son? Then are you impressed by it? Yeah, yeah. That's sort of I, I like Machiavellian stuff. I'm into that. That's cool. Way cooler than heartwarming, heartwarming stuff. Um, you know, bending the league to your will. Uh, that's something that I'm far more interested in. Ethan also hates round numbers for some reason. I do? Yeah. Do I? Yeah. I remember many Ooh. times in the oh my anti triple double stance. Well, anti triple yeah, yeah, double, yeah. and you're like, who cares if a guy scored fifty or forty nine? What's the difference? Yeah. You don't like no, you don't I, like I, triple double. Stand by it. You don't like you don't like uh, you know you don't like round numbers. Yeah, yeah, a little overrated the round numbers, and I didn't want to say it because we're celebrating his career and he retired. But uh, Noah with the triple doubles, uh, yeah, that MVP conversation was crazy. That was crazy. It was crazy. Perfectly good player, did great things for the Bulls. That that year, I think, was uh, the height of round number tyranny. 
if not the Russell Westbrook MVP season. Uh, we need to uh, settle down on the round numbers. Wait, hold That's on. He saying. he led the Bulls to 48 wins that year. Oh, what a what a year, 48. <laughs> Luau Deng only played 23 games. Derrick Rose only played 10 games. <laughs> now, now, if it was 50, he should have won MVP. Jimmy Butler wasn't good yet. <laughs> and it was just him and Mike Dunleavy Jr. and DJ Augustine running around out there. And they got I mean, to 48 wins. Noah was not a top five player in the NBA. What? It just wasn't. No, that's Look, not, that's, but that's not the MVP. It's not a top, top five player. He had a top five season in terms of value. I don't. I. I, I don't agree. I don't agree. <laughs> but nice job. Nice job. Nice job. You, Zach, first round. Nice job. you really. You, nice job. I, I like how you're selling this. It's pretty good. Yeah, you're impressive. <laughs> I'm really good at this, Marcus. That's why I'm the voice <laughs> of the athletic. Indeed, 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 buddy. I feel really uncomfortable when I say that out loud because I think it's a funny <laughs> joke. But then, like, what if they hear it and they're like, "Oh, what the hell? Why is he talking?" It's like you're just scrambling that? for another segue. Speaking of voices, <laughs> uh, speaking I wonder why you weren't thirty. Mine may never be way. back on this podcast as we wrap it up. Thanks for listening to Point of Contention right here on the Athletic NBA Show. Make sure you subscribe and like and review and five stars and share it. I don't care if you have one follower or a million followers. Well, if you have a million followers, definitely tweet it out. But if you have one follower, just retweet it. Who cares? Get that algorithm talking about us, baby. You've got Buds on Monday, Tampering on Tuesday, Hoops Adjacent on Wednesday, uh, point of contention on Thursday and Nerdish you wrote on Friday. Check out No Dunks. Check out all the team-specific shows. Make sure you're checking out the restricted area on the YouTube page for The Athletic. Make sure you check out House of Strauss. Make sure you check out all the fine reporting and commentary from Marcus and Ethan on the Warriors and the NBA at large. And we will catch you later on The Athletic Podcast Network. Man, I'll get my rant. <laughs> you well, now we know next week's rant's going to be... As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.